welcome to the Heavy on Women of Color podcast. Uh, I am your host, Lauren O'Brien. Today we are breaking down a topic that is just so real in life, business, or if you've just been functioning, period. Today's topic is don't come for me unless I send for you, dealing with conflict in your business. So what does that look like? How do you handle it when you find yourself in the midst of an uncomfortable situation If you're anything like me, you know, you don't go looking for the conflict, but if it happens to come, you know, your way, you're ready for it. Well, others will do everything they can to avoid it, even to their own detriment. Um, There are others like me who, you know, believe that confronting it head on is the best method, but we'll talk about that in this episode. Joining me today is my best girlfriend and business bestie, Miss Kimberly DeBose of Curated by Kim, Weddings and Events. We're going to break down how we've dealt with conflict in the past, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and how we continue to grow every day as women, as women of color in this business, uh, working through our challenges, especially when it comes to the shade. All right, so let's get into it. Mic on, volume up. conversation sparker, and reality TV expert. I hope you all are living your best lives and ready to dig into today's topic, dealing with conflict in your business. It's something that is an unfortunate but sometimes necessary part of life. As a business owner, you have to deal with some form of conflict, whether that's with a business partner, a client, a colleague, hell, sometimes even your spouse when you're making different decisions in your business. I've had my own methods of dealing with conflict in my personal life, and while they haven't always been effective, they have helped me prepare for dealing with it now as a business owner. But first, let's welcome Kim to the show. Kim, welcome to the show. Hey, everyone. Thank you for having me, Lauren. I always, you know, appreciate your extension of hospitality on your platform, so thank you for having me today. Oh, you are welcome. I got to tell you guys that the before we started recording, we had back and forth about who actually said don't come for me unless I send for you it sounds like a Phaedra or maybe a Nini uh, quote but it's Kenya so we're struggling with pulling anything Kenya because she Kenya is messy yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> she is so messy but one thing that Kenya is really really known for is she thinks that she's given like you know constructive criticism when she's really reading someone so To start the episode, Kim, I want to talk about, first of all, how do you separate someone giving you some positive feedback, some constructive criticism, and someone trying to read you or be shady? Like, how does that look for you? So there are levels. I will say that as a blanket statement. But what I decipher between constructive criticism and a read, um, it's usually a gut. I, I, I sift that through my gut first 
then I might have to, you know, hit up my girls, Lauren and Shona, or, you know, run it by my husband, run it by my mother, who's always going to side with me anyway. So I took it first. So for me, constructive feedback or criticism comes from someone you have a personal relationship with, someone that um, you feel safe with, someone that you know wants the best for you and your business or even in your personal life. And they are really just looking at something you said or done holistically and really giving you an alternate view of how you could have handled the situation or the verbiage or, you know, the meeting or whatever the case is. You don't always have to agree with constructive criticism, but the way it's presented um, is in a positive way. And um, you can walk away from it knowing that this person loves you and has your best interest at heart. And even if you don't agree, you know, you can always have it as a nugget in the back of your head. Whereas a read is just a read. It's just really <laughs> pulling, you know, pulling your number, really telling you about yourself, whether it's, you know, using very colorful language or being crafty in your wording. So it may not feel like a read, but when it hits your heart, you know, it's a read. Um, I feel like reads come from people. Sometimes a, re- a good read can come from someone that you do know, love and trust. But reads come from a negative place and they don't, they are often coded with something positive sometimes, um, or they can just come straight out as something negative. So that is what I, you know, that's how I decipher whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. And I think too, like with constructive criticism, first of all, it's typically something that you've put out there and you've asked for, right? Um, you've maybe asked, can I have feedback or, you know, what, what, what do you think about this? And it's also coming from someone, like you said, who is investing in you or who deeply cares about what you're putting out there or something that you might have done. To me, you know, unsolicited criticism or feedback, that's always tricky, especially when you don't have a relationship established with that person, because if you, you haven't established a rapport how do you how do you read that person's feedback? How do you read their language to you? It's almost like when you post something on social media and someone comments under it and they say something really critical, like, oh, I don't, I don't like that color of linen, or you know, I don't I don't like this, I don't like that. It's like well, this person is a completely anonymous poster. And maybe they just that that they're saying that to you because they don't like the color and they're just being honest about that. But the person receiving that comment, you feel like, well, I don't, I don't even know you. I didn't ask you for that feedback. Um, so that can, you know, develop some conflict. I know recently, uh, Kim, with your new website, which if you have not checked it out, I'm gonna plug it again. Kim's website is gorgeous. Um, you asked for for feedback, and some of the the feedback that you received veered so far from the topic or what you were asking for that it it felt kind of personal. Did it feel personal to you? So I have, in my 36 years of living, I have learned that I take things personally. Um, Probably my first 30 years, you know, everything was about me and everything. If you looked at me wrong, listen, you have a problem. However, as I have grown and matured, because I've just gotten married and become a mother, I know that everything is not always about me, even though, you know, I call myself self-centered and not self, not selfish, but more self-centered. 
So um, recently I have put out to a few of my planning friends, you know, just asking for a review of the site, um, more so asking for a review of its layout, um, if it was attractive, if it was bold enough, if I really stood in, you know, the my market and my lane, just really wanting to get an idea of if once they clicked on it, did they get an, an absolute idea of who I was and what I represented. Um, that's all I wanted. Maybe I should have been clear about the boundaries of the feedback, mm -hmm. but I wasn't. Um, I got some extra feedback that I wasn't looking for, nor did I respond to because, as I just said, I'm evolving about some of the language and um, whether it was inclusive of different people. Now, I don't definitely don't want to go into that on this podcast because mm -hmm. that's not what we're talking about. But it was unsolicited. I didn't ask you to read through. I didn't ask you to decide what my copy should say. Sweetheart, I asked you if the colors went. I didn't ask you anything else. So I took it very personally. I had to log off, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, the, the space in the platform in order to not um, retaliate or to or to be you know snark about my comments of I didn't ask you for that so I definitely take things personally and um, I can tend to sway to the side of a read rather than constructive criticism especially if I didn't ask you right and I, I think it's you know there's there's layers to it so one whenever you put something out in the universe you're kind of opening the door for that criticism, for people to come for you, even though you didn't send for them. Um, but also that person who's given it, even if their intentions are pure, they've now opened the door for you to react to it. However, you know, your conditioning, your background, just your personality, or like you said, um, if you take things personal, you're opening yourself to however that person reacts to it. And the conflict isn't necessarily from the comment is from how it's received and then given back from that person that received that criticism or that feedback. Um, I know for me, I had a really, really, I have a really good friend in the, the market up there in Connecticut and she had posted something about um, a custom that is traditionally an African-American custom during ceremonies, but she she described it to a different culture and said, oh, it was so cool. I saw this at a wedding, you know, they jumped this broom and it was just so cool. And look at this, I've never seen it before. And apparently in this culture, that's what they do. And, you know, I saw it and I, I thought, well, you know, this is, this is my friend. Let me reach out to her and have the conversation with her. Now, this particular person, I can say that I called her, we had the conversation and she received it well, but that's, you know, that was a conflict because I was coming to her and maybe in an aggressive way, but still saying, I want to approach this conversation with love and say, hey, you know, you do know that this is a custom and here is why it's done in the African-American community. Here's what it stems from. But her reception of it, her response to me, giving her that feedback or, you know, that's what helped that particular conflict not be one that was explosive because it certainly had the potential depending on how she responded to it in that situation she didn't necessarily send for me um but the the information that she was putting out I felt like it warranted a response from me just because one like I we talked about in another episode of if you're going to co-op a culture do it correctly I didn't want her out here putting this information out and just looking looking silly 
uh, to everybody who's looking at it like, oh, you don't know that that's a tra- traditionally African-American custom. Um, and two, I just felt like I, I knew her intention was good, but that there was more education that needed to happen around what she was doing. So I think different types of personalities can really drive how conflict is handled. You know, Kim, as a, a young adult, as a, as a person growing up, how would you describe your way of dealing with conflict? I'll talk about mine after you, but you know, how would you say you've helped com- help dealt with conflict in your personal life and how has that spilled over into your, your business life? So just to add a little nugget onto what you were saying, I totally agree that that particular situation wasn't necessarily sending for Lauren, but I felt like I'm a person that if it's, if you're talking to the air, I'm accepting the challenge because (laughs) (laughs) I am, as Lauren is, you know, moving the conversation forward, I call myself aggressive, aggressive. I'm not passive. I'm not passive aggressive. I'm not just normal aggressive. Like if I feel tinges in the air that you might be talking to me, my fingers are on my chest. Like who me? Who this? You want me? Oh, here I come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm accepting, you know, all comers and, and all challenges. So I've always been aggressive, aggressive in that way. And um, I can't say that it hasn't always served me because I'm not disrespectful and being aggressive. I will say that um, a lot of my friends throughout my life have leaned on me to be an advocate and um, have really leaned on me to really speak up for not only themselves, but I don't have a problem speaking up for myself, but speaking up for them and speaking up in situations that may be uncomfortable in general. So when I say aggressive, aggressive, I don't mean nasty. I just mean, you know, very strong mm-hmm. and very um, direct, direct, yeah. right, direct. Like I'm not mincing words. I am not going to, you know, say what I felt like or I, I this or maybe it was. No, I saw what you posted. FYI, sis, let me tell you where that comes from. Mm-hmm. And I need you to stop. So that is <laughs> that's me. And um, in my personal life, as I as I said earlier, I've evolved. I I uh, used to be extremely confrontational and taking things soup things that didn't even have to do with me personally. Um, however, as I've grown, I understand that it, it takes a little more, you know, direct a direct, you know, come for me for mm-hmm. me to show up to the table. Like every now and again, I feel that urge in my heart to just show up like, you know, here we are, here I am, the old Kim, but it takes a little more now. And in my business life, I um, have had clients that have tried it. Yeah. And um, I definitely have shown up for them because Curated by Kim is my space. I am not Walmart. I'm not Target. I don't have, oh, I'm not big Y stop and shop. My doors are not open to everyone to come. I don't want everyone's money. I don't want everyone's business. And if you're going to be, you know, in my space and in my orbit, and I'm going to be here to help you with one of the biggest days of your life, your life, we're going to be respectful. You're going to follow the rules and all of that back and forth is not happening with me. Yeah. So um, just in client management. I have had a difficult client and almost walked off from her wedding because she was just that difficult to a point where after her wedding, I was like, listen, 
call me, catch me outside. How about that? Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's where we are with this. So let me just go ahead and delete you before I, you know, before it's on site when I see you. So mm-hmm. I, um, in my business, I believe that customer service is paramount, but I don't always believe the customer can always do and say what they want to do just because they've paid me. So I do, you know, run my business with that same, you know, belief and framework of aggressive, aggressive. Right. And I think too, you know, it, when you are, especially a woman of color and you have an aggressive, aggressive personality, people automatically label that as like angry black woman. You know, you're just so angry. You're so angry. And asserting yourself does not equal anger. You know, asserting yourself and saying, this is, this is the parameters in which we're going to operate. Okay. This is, this is the boundaries we're going to live in. Doesn't equate to anger. And I think sometimes in conflict, um, as a woman of color, dealing with people on an everyday basis who don't always look like us, we can sometimes dial back our personality or allow more things to happen because we don't want to be characterized as the angry Black woman in the room. And it takes a lot of growth and development to say, no, I'm not angry. You know, this is just what's going to happen. Uh, for me, you know, I'll share a personal story. Um, someone in my family, you know, as I've mentioned, I say every episode, my husband's Irish, but someone on his side of the family um, really liked, liked to push with me, you know, and say certain things. And this particular person reached out and asked me some very detailed questions about planning a wedding because she was going to plan a wedding for her friend and she was Googling and she just had a few questions. So I know you've got this cute little business on the side. So, you know, what, what should I tell her about this venue, this venue, this venue, this venue? And I very politely responded and said, hey, you know, people pay me thousands of dollars to do this. If your friend is getting married, I'm going to recommend that you send her over to a planner. If you don't trust me, I can recommend some. That, of course, turned into, oh my God, Lauren attacked me. She's just so angry, you know? And I remember saying to my husband, I'm, I'm just not going to apologize for that. I'm not going to apologize for setting my boundaries. I'm not going to apologize for asserting myself and standing up for what was right in that moment. How disrespectful for you to think that you could send me this list of questions and not respect the fact that this is my business. And when I respond in a way to you coming from me in that situation, especially, you know, with, I know you do this, but can you help me? How dare you respond to me in a way or try to characterize me as being aggressive or angry, you know? So I think that- That's horrible. I'm sorry you experienced that. Yeah, you know, it's it, but it happens. And I think that, I think that, you know, my natural vibe that I put out there in the world is I like to have fun. I like to laugh. We're going to have a good time. And so the first, my first offense of mechanism for conflict is always to be shady. You know, I'm going to read you in a way that you probably didn't even realize that you just got set straight. And then after that, you know, it's very direct and it's very to the point of no, (laughs) you know, because in that, even in that conversation, I made a joke like, hey, you know, Google isn't a planner, you know, trying to set it straight. And then when you continue to come, then it's time to be direct and say, this is how things are going to go. Uh, But in talking about conflict, I think that the biggest, you know, we'll give you some tools on how to deal with it. 
the best thing for conflict for me is to be clear on the boundaries. I've shared in previous episodes on how I'm the boundary queen, uh, but in business, my boundaries have literally saved me in conflict with couples behaving badly, with vendors behaving poorly. It was the establishment of the terms of engagement that helped me deal with that conflict, even with having to um, fire a client just, you know, who would not respect my business hours. And then, you know, that tense back and forth. So I think that that's something that has been a great tool for me in conflict is to first establish the boundaries of how we're going to deal with each other. So once that's breached and there's been a conflict born out of that, I'm only going back to what we said we were doing in this relationship, excuse me. So there should be no surprise because we've already established how this is going to work. Um, what are some ways, I know you said you, you, you know, you've kind of taken a moment now, Kim, to pause and deal with things, but what is something that's helped you deal with conflict in your business? Well, um, what has helped me deal with conflict is showing up as myself from the start. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to confuse people with who I am throughout the process, specifically in my business. Um, but from consultation all the way until I close the doors for you and your boo to kind of be whisked off to your honeymoon, I keep the same energy. Um, wedding planning can be fun. It can, you know, it's an exciting time and you have all of these ideas and you want to talk and you want to this and you want to that. But um, from the consultation, you know that I am upfront, I'm heavy on logistics, I'm not playing around with you, and um, I'm going to be direct. If you can't, if you aren't that kind of person, I can see that. And I can feel if you aren't comfortable with that level of um, interaction, we may not be a good fit. But from the start, I definitely lead with who I am so that you know what to expect from me throughout the process. So when you do say something that I can take as a read and I come back to you very directly um, and I've read you, you aren't surprised because mm-hmm. this is this is who I am. Even at, up into rehearsal, I um, start off my rehearsal with introducing myself and my team and I let everyone know from the pastor to the baby with the flowers that this is my show and everybody going to buy by these rules. And all I need you to do is do your part, because if you can't do your part, I'm going to move on without you. Mm-hmm. So I say that in my consultation. I let my couples know that that is what I'm going to say. So it's not something that just pops up on that day and they're taken aback. Um, my people usually say yes, because, girl, I can't I can't take these people. They're too much. Mm-hmm. Somebody please, you know, reel them in. So when I stand in that in my consults and I stand in that throughout my process and I stand in that on rehearsal day and wedding day, my couples know who I am. So I, I lead with being myself and what I'm comfortable with in order to create a boundary in order to, you know, make sure I communicate that. That, that That's huge is showing up as yourself because I think if you did it and then all of a sudden you switched into more forward language then all of a sudden the person is like, oh my God, who, who are you? It's like, if you're dating someone and you know they, they've just been so sweet, so loving and all their messages to you. And then all of a sudden you get to see a different, a different person like when you meet them in person. 
So I think um, showing up as yourself is, is an amazing way of setting that boundary and setting the tone. Again, just setting those terms of engagement, letting them know from the beginning, this is how I communicate. This is the, the how direct, how forward my communication is. And is that something that you're going to be okay with? Um, if you guys hear some drips, Kim is like in the midst of a rainstorm. Uh, so I apologize if you hear any feedback from the rain, but uh, we can't I'm control sorry. we can't control the weather, which is what we, I tell my couples all the time for like those outdoor ceremonies. I can control a lot, but the weather, honey, I cannot. Um, I think that another amazing tool is like Kim said, is just sitting with it. That is something that I have had to learn to do. Uh, when I was younger and in my personal life, I reacted right away. Oh, you know, this is happening. I feel this conflict. I feel this tension. I'm reacting right away. I'm sending the message. I'm saying the joke. I'm confronting it. Let's do this. I have learned to sit with things because I've learned the power of words and how they can be weaponized. Um, so when I have a situation where I feel like this is a, a situation that I need to confront, that I need to deal with, I will type out the response and I will, I'll sit with that. And I, the, the, the reason why I developed that was really just being a business owner and having people who reported to me or who I was responsible for. They would tell me things, whether that be, I can't make this meeting, Lauren, because my dog is sick or, and you know, my natural response was to be, girl, fuck that dog. <laughs> like that, that's what I wanted to say back to that person, but I've had to learn all right, let me sit with this and have my response be, please do what you need to do for yourself and for your loved one, your dog, and we'll talk about it at another time. Allowing myself that space to figure out what I would say to that person when it's time to deal with that. And then, you know, and, and being able to communicate with them, I understand your dog is important. However, you committed to X, Y, and Z. And so going forward, I need you to be able to commit to X, Y, and Z and understand where the priorities lie. That was not my original response to them. But my original response probably would have further broken down that relationship. So I think that when you're dealing with conflict in your business, you have to be careful with how you respond and when you respond, because you can you can escalate a situation, you can break it down, that relationship down more than it even needs to be broken down and how and when you respond. So definitely sitting with it, um, having some emotional maturity to know yourself enough to know that you need to sit with that thing and filtering your response. I'll even let Sean sometimes read, Sean, my husband, read my responses to people and he will say, Lauren, this, this, you know, sounds like, and he, you know, anyone who knows Sean, Kim can attest, Sean is direct. Like, listen, listen, <laughs> Sean is going to be like, turn it up a little bit. Sean <laughs> is direct. Cause we, I, we have had, you know, we've been on opposite spectrum sometimes where I've said something, he'd be like, no, that, that's too nice. What you need to tell her. <laughs> so for him to read it and go, Ooh, maybe don't say that. Or sometimes he's caught 
something that I've said, and he's like, well, Lauren, this feels like all emotion. This does not feel like fact. This feels like you just saying how your emotions are spilling out. And I don't think you want to get into emotions with this client. I think you want to stick to here are the facts of what happened. So definitely sitting with the whatever is going on and, and saying to that person, because I've been in situations where the person's been like right on me, like, well, what you want to do? You know, well, how do you feel? How do you feel? And I've had to say to them, listen, I'm not responding to this right now. It's in both of our best interests. If you allow me the space and the time to process this, because what I want to say to you is not going to be productive. That's a Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's not going to be productive. We're not going to solve the problem if you allow me to respond to you in this way right now. So being direct in that response and, and asking or telling that person you need that time, but also taking the time to sit with it and really separate your emotion from what's really going on and how you need to respond. Because Conflict is really, you know, a lot of times it's born out of, like we said, that bubbling up of I need to respond or I'm emotional about this situation. Um, have you had that affect any business relationships, Kim, where maybe it just, you know, you've had to part ways or it, there just was no resolution other than we can't work together? So I have not um, been mature enough to fire a client. I have been petty enough to stick it through just so I can't curse you out at some point in time. So <laughs> I haven't developed the skill of firing because this is not going the right way. So, um, but to your point, it takes a lot of maturity. It really takes, you know, you knowing yourself and, 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 able to, and being able to read someone properly and not overreacting and just combusting in the situation. Um, but no, I have not been able to reel it in yet. I'm trying though. No, and I'm I, trying. you, Kim, is doing so much better with that. Thank you. Know, we, you. It's support group. Yes, our support group, <laughs> aka our group chat. Um, we have worked on your know, boundaries and establishing um, the authority from the very beginning, and how then how to have those boundaries to fall back on. Um, I have, you know, I, I tell everybody I've been through a little bit of everything in my ten, <laughs> my ten years. Um, and I have, I have had those situations where, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and I've, I've seen how my reaction caused the breakdown. Yeah. Um, but I've also seen how a lot of that was because we avoided it. So if my final tip to anyone could be is don't avoid it. If you are experiencing conflict, in any facet of your business, even if that's with a business partner, which can get difficult because, you know, you have this person who you all are beholden to each other. You can't make decisions. And I will say right now, if you are thinking about, you know, are thinking about a business partnership, think long and hard <laughs> because they're not easy. I've tried it and it was really hard for me. I, my natural personality is alpha female. I want to make those decisions. I am a, I don't want to say that, you know, I don't think things through, but once I've set my mind on something, I'm going for it. Like we're, we're oh, going to yeah. make, we're going to make this happen. You know, mm -hmm. 
we're gonna make this happen. We're gonna make it happen now. I'm, I'm gonna hit the ground hard. And if you're in a relationship, business relationship with a person, you have to consider that other person just like any other relationship. So that can be difficult. So if you are thinking about a, a business or a partnership with someone, first of all, be honest about who you are, who that person is, and make sure it's a personality fit. And at, right, like this, I, I say, if you a partnership needs to be like how you would approach marriage. Can I live? Can I sleep next to this person? <laughs> Listen, and these weddings that we plan, child, I don't know how they doing all that because I don't know. As the wedding planner, you're pre, uh, you have like previewed that all of the all of the BS. Like, oh, this not gonna work out. This not gonna work out, right? <laughs> oh, wow, you really said that to him? Oh no! And I and I see avoidance a lot in my couples. Yeah. I see avoidance, you know, where there are issues that need to be tackled and. They go. We'll, we'll just deal with it later. We'll, we'll talk later. We'll talk later. And yeah, that that burying of emotion, that burying of dealing with the conflict, that is combustible. Like that, that is going to explode. And once you've avoided something to where it has now exploded, there is no coming back from that. And that is what I would say. And you know, in in my personal experience with it in business is it we avoided it we avoided talking about it and so when it came time to where we were both stressed out in the throes of wedding season both you know feeling a little resentful towards each other it just blew up it blew up and things got sad and there's just no coming back from that so whether that be with a business partner a client a vendor whatever it is you need to confront it. You need to make sure that you address it when um, it's happening and don't let those things pile on because if you do, it will it will completely break down. I had a situation with a vendor uh, who, who refused to address me uh, in my e- in emails. Between, oh, no, no, no. Yes, Mm-mm. in emails between he and I and the client um, a lot of it was because I was a woman and he didn't take direction from women well. And I was a black woman, so he really wasn't trying to hear it. Um, he wouldn't address me in emails. He would respond and say, hey, such and such, please tell your planner. And I was on copy. So oh. he could have just addressed me. And like we said in the beginning, at first it was like, well, is he, is this, is he coming from me or am I just being emotional? I realized that no, that he this was actually he was creating some conflict there, and I just approached it head on, like, hey, this is happening, and maybe you feel X, Y, and Z, but we have to work together for twelve hours on this wedding day, so let's tackle what's going on right now. And his response to that was to then have someone else who dealt with me on the day, but she and I oh. got along great. <laughs> The wedding went off beautifully because me and this other woman who stepped in because he just he couldn't bring himself to to work with me. Uh, we had a great relationship and we're still friends to this day. So you know, uh, okay. if, if I would have allowed that to kind of break down and he would have been trying to run pieces of the wedding that were yep. my piece. Absolutely. Else. So she and I were able to establish the correct boundaries for the wedding day and we were able to service our client in spite of what we had going on there so I definitely think don't avoid it is a big one Kim do you well, have let's, 
let that be a lesson. If you are going to call for somebody, as this gentleman did, he called for Lauren, show up. Yep. Don't don't run away. Don't run <laughs> if, away. if you have the gall to call yep. for me, to send for me, and I come, and I've, I've gotten down off my throne and I've come to you, mm-hmm. please show up. Because what do they say? Don't, don't throw rocks and hide your hand. Listen, that, that's another Kenya. No, that's not a Kenya. That is... I think that's Phaedra. That might be Phaedra. See, we can go all day, y'all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, that might. And Kenya is good for throwing rocks and hiding And hiding a hand. Yeah. Please I, don't do that either. I think, too, if I had to give another tip is recognize when you're dealing with someone like that. Is it worth your time confronting this? Yep. This conflict it that is. they're... This... Cutting me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> This conflict conflict that they're creating. So you you would you would confront it. You think it's worth it? So for me, I just feel like, and we're, here we go with these feelings and not logic, just feelings. <laughs> so let me preface it. That if you are doing all of that, you are now being very intentional about how you're moving in our relationship, our personal relationship, our business relationship. And I just need to let you know before you go that I see you. Mm-hmm. Like, I see you and this has to stop because for me personally, you're now almost abusing me. Yeah, yeah. I'm dramatic. You're abusing me. No, so, since I don't, since I don't take well to abuse and I, I'm just not doing that. So if you are, you know, throwing a rock and hiding your hand, here goes your rock, put your hands out because I saw you. And now let's have, let's have the confrontation that you don't want to have because you're hiding your hand. Yep. I agree. I do believe that you you do not need to let no one gets the right to abuse you, first of all. And that is abuse if you have somebody who is constantly doing things and then looking like, what happened? What what, what do you mean? What happened? Oh my gosh, you, you're offended? What did I do? Um, yeah. I've definitely dealt with those people. And I think that that is the way that you approach that has to be so strategic because if you don't approach it from, I see you, you are not going to do this to me. You can dig deep into the hole that they want you to go to. And then you, you end up looking like the fool that they were trying to make out of you. You know, absolutely. So So you have to be very careful and strategic with how you address that, how you approach it. And because it can escalate. It can ask it. Here's a perfect uh, example, a Real Housewives example of throwing, you know, a rock and hiding your hand is the breakdown in communication and in the fight that ensued between Kenya and Portia. Yeah. Kenya just kept antagonizing, antagonizing, pulling out that bullhorn and, you know, talking and yelling and all of those things. And then we'll put it down. And then when, when Portia had enough, enough was, you know, on her ass. So, so that was, that was it. Don't, don't be that person if you don't want that response, because I don't know how much these ladies get paid. I would not have enough restraint in me to have sat through that for hours on hand of taping. That would have, that, that blow up would have happened hour two. Right. And I think that, you know, again, you are emotionally mature enough to know, to recognize that in yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that you don't have the the patience or the wherewithal to sit there and even for money 
to sit there and allow even from a no, nope. To allow and, every, and I have a price. Everyone has a price. Everybody has a price. Be, yep. Wouldn't be a high enough price. But you don't have you. You wouldn't be able to sit there, even if there was money involved, and allow someone to disrespect you in that way. And I think that when we are dealing in business, that happens a lot, especially as on you know for Kim and I as the planners and the designers. You know, we get these other vendors who are involved and they or clients and they think that they can abuse us. You know, they're saying really passive aggressive things. They are creating situations that don't need to be created so that, you know, we look a certain way. Um, and if you don't recognize those kind of people right away and then know how to either remove yourself from the situation or how to strategically approach that person, that could be so detrimental for you because you end up looking like the person who was the bad guy, you know, who right, like you lost it like Portia. Yep. yep. No one, no one under, it. no one remembers what got you there. They just remember what happened, you know, your reaction right. to it. So definitely when you have those people who want to bring that out of you. And I do feel like sometimes as black women, we can be baited. Um, oh Yeah. We can be baited. I've had people say things to me like, uh, oh, girl, I know you wouldn't have, I know you wouldn't have taken that. Or I, I said, I had one person who said to me, she was dealing with some conflict with another person. And she said, so I was real shady. And I told her X, Y, and Z, because I know that's what you would have done. I said, absolutely. Would oh. not have exactly. <laughs> you know, it absolutely would not have been what I would have done. I would have been an adult and confronted it head on. But they right away, we can be characterized again, like the angry black woman or, you know, that woman who's just snapping her fingers and, and rocking her head back and forth and not taking any mess. Um, that becomes a caricature, you know, of yeah. who we are. And it's like, oh, no, actually, I'm, I'm very quite capable of dealing with my emotions and responding to people accordingly. Thank you. <laughs> and, and, and if I decide to snap my fingers and, and tell you off, you deserve that. That, yes. that you got that. Mm-hmm. Yep, you had that coming to you, and um, that's not a reflection of of me. That's more a reflection of what you did to get us here. You know? Yes, great way to put it. That's a whole read. It's not mm-hmm. a reflection of me. Me cursing you out has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with how you handled this situation. How you handled this situation. I'm going to use that. <laughs> yes. I'm see, sure. Look, people... what you, look what you went ahead and made and made me do. You made me tell you all. You see what you, you had me do. Yes. <laughs> look at what you one. made me do. <laughs> but you know, I think that when you hold that mirror up to people. Sometimes they, they, they don't like it, um, but they need to see, like, look, look, no, let's not talk about this. I, this is, um, you know, we're still working through this conflict, so I can't go too deep into it, but I did have a situation recently with a client where it was, you did this, you did that, you did the other. And I had to turn around and say, wait a minute, this is actually what happened look at the chain events, chain of events that have happened up to this point, And let me hold a mirror up to your behavior and why we're at this situation. Now, I want to say that I have amazing clients. It's very far and few that I've ever had any issue with, but I have been doing this for 10 years. So I have come across some situations, which is just, you know, there's no way to be in business. It's like, there's no way to function in life and not have to deal with conflict. 
but I do think it's important, um, which is something that I do. I'm a believer of and making, holding the mirror up to that person and saying, Hey, I'm not saying that I'm completely innocent in what's going on here, but we're not going to make this a situation where you just talk about my things. We're also going to talk about what you did to get us here because there's a shared responsibility and we need to share it. <laughs> Absolutely. The, the, we, I call them bad actors. Yes. The bad actors in the situation. <laughs> you are a part of the breakdown. So yes, I, I totally agree. That's yes. a great way to handle it in your, in your business. And you're right. 99% of our clients are great. Um, they come with the regular stress and jitters and excitement of anyone that, you know, any two people that are getting married. But sometimes uh, people show up as themselves. Yep. So, so you do have to handle them accordingly. You do. And especially, you know, with the last two years of COVID, and I think we all have become people who have been very comfortable in our own being, our own self. And our own surroundings don't for a year, half of us didn't leave the house. So we have not been conditioned to think outside of ourselves. And when we are in a situation where we're forced to think outside of ourselves, now we're in a, oh, you know, this is conflict. Now you have come for me. Well, it's really, no, I just need to, I need you to think beyond you. Um, So I hope this conversation has been helpful. Uh, I know that conflict is not something that we ever want to deal with. I don't think anyone wakes up in the morning like, who am I going to fight with today? Unless, (laughs) well, maybe except for my six-year-old daughter. (laughs) And my four-year-old son that, you know, they'll be together at some point. (laughs) Yes. I mean, we don't believe in arranged marriage, but I do think that Maya and Axel are going to end up together. Um, listen I am a planner for all things all couples multicultural couples if you are arranged that's right yes (laughs) yes and I I think that arrangement so we we will allow Kim to plan Maya and Axel's wedding because we absolutely um, we have put them together but she might read me so I might need to sit down (laughs) (laughs) so yes uh, you know unless you are Working with the emotional maturity of a four-year-old and a six-year-old, I don't think that you wake up every day looking for conflict. Um, I think that as women, as Black women operating in this space, we do have to be clear in our communication. We have to set our boundaries. We have to make sure that we don't allow people to abuse us and we're showing up as ourselves so that they're aware of who we are and what we will tolerate and what we will not tolerate. And if maybe we're not a good fit for them. And then we also need to be very aware of the people that we're dealing with and how we respond to them. Because sometimes they could be trying to bait us and trying to get us to explode or to be this exaggerated version of what they've considered, you know, a woman of color to be or how we react or just because we do have these forward personalities or we can tackle this conflict, you know, they, they are now playing the victim. So I hope that the conversation was helpful for you. If you are dealing with a situation and you just don't know how to handle it, or maybe you've written the response, I'm going to go ahead and say DM me because (laughs) I believe, you know, we can help you with the words. I know, or at least give you the benefit of our feedback or drop a, a, a note 
under the episode. Uh, if you have any feedback or if you have questions or you want Kim and I don't to be- ask Sean and I to review because Sean and I are of the shadier, <laughs> shadier shorts. So <laughs> I'm like, press in, sis, press in. Yes, yep, yep. And 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 Sean too. Sean too. Sean is like, hit send. Nope, just send it. Don't he I, I will have I will have my husband write something and then I will come in and I will add the human. Because <laughs> Sean is just like, you did this, here are the facts, here's where my contract is, it says X, Y, and Z. <laughs> he will okay. he will read you in the most professional way. And we know half the time you yeah, ain't read that contract. No, you, <laughs> you don't even you know what's in there. You, you didn't read the contract, you know what's in there. I know what's in my contract, so I'm a little exactly. Um, right? that's a, that's a part of setting my boundary. Um, mm-hmm. But if you are struggling with that, I want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. We want to know how you've dealt with conflict in your business, how you've, you know, used your personality and who you are naturally and as 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 who you are in your everyday life, how you've adjusted that or aligned that with your business and how that's been working out to you. So, Kim, thank you for joining me on today's episode. Usually we have Shona on here too, but Shona is a woman of many responsibilities um, and she had some things going on this week, so she couldn't join us, but she will be back. We're not kicking Shona off the show. We miss you, Shona. No, she, this is a threesome. Yes, 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 we miss Shona. She will be back for the next episode. Um, as always, Kim, tell people where they can find you on Instagram. Well, we don't do Twitter, y'all, because Twitter is just it. Oh, me, well, that's a lot of work. Yeah, it's Twitter's a lot of word, and it's a lot of access. So I, I got myself yes. in, in Ooh, trouble. Yes. In trouble you can get Twitter. your little stuff canceled on Twitter and yes, stuff like that. Can. I can't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't have time for the cancellation. I can't do. Right. I can't do Twitter. <laughs> uh, but right. we do do Instagram. So tell people where they can find you on Instagram. So you can find me on the gram at Curated by Kim Weddings. Um, the same thing over on Facebook. Your mama can find me there too because that's where she is. She got money for your retainer. I'm here. <laughs> um, you can also find me at Curated by Kim weddingsandevents.com and uh yeah reach out to us we'd love to talk we would love to talk we were we are out here on the internet as always you know you can find me at the heavy on women of color podcast on instagram um, my planning business is lauren on co so you can also find me over there i keep it cute over there so you know if you're really you know looking for some feedback definitely check me out on the website podcast.laurenoandco.com and then on our Instagram we'll put all this information in the show notes as always please leave us a review we know you're going to give us five stars in that Apple podcast and wherever you listen Um, if you have questions like I said drop us a line and we will be sure to respond in the future episode so thank you for listening thank you for supporting the heavy on women of color podcast and we will catch y'all next time